Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, episode 30. I'm Nick Cole, and this is my sidekick, Single White Medusa. Hello. Turn, We're going to have fun today. We are. Turn, yeah. turn anybody to stone today? Um, no. I was looking for my new Nazi nemesis at the coffee place, but he wasn't there. You did have a pretty good comeback. <laughs> I was gonna say. Like all of us, it took a long time to figure it out, but... I was gonna say, oh, excuse me, ma'am. And he was gonna be like, <laughs> Well, do you call me ma'am? Well, you were in the women's restroom the other day. I figured you identified well, as a woman. Well, it's okay. You can do it. It's all groovy. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna There are you're no a woman. rules anymore. That's true. I, I think you're a woman. Since men can be women now and you were in the women's restroom, I think you're a woman. Yeah. Usually when that happens, then they start calling you names. Yeah. I figured it would and, work into a yellow And then that's match, when so. I wade in and start pounding some skulls. Well, I don't want you to have to do that, because these days, who knows? They could put you away. I think the Looking skull pounding time, excuse. and I think the the Hyperborean age of Conan is upon us. What is Hyperborean? It was, uh, it was an R.E. Howard concept of the Conan world, in which there were two... Um, Two types of people. There was civilization and then there was Conan. Okay. And basically there was civilization and savages. And Conan found that civilization was weak, corrupt, effete, and his sort of savage skills um, allowed him a sense of freedom none of them had. Um, He often had to use that with violence, but... Also, his just freedom-minded brain was more powerful than theirs was. He he wasn't held down by any of the social social constructions or things like that. And I and I kind of like it's interesting. I just kind of have developed that thought. But um, I think we're headed in toward toward. I think the left is moving us toward this age of quote unquote civilization, mm-hmm. utopian civilization. And I think for a lot of us, the only thing we're going to be left with is either join the civilization and become a eunuch or go Conan. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, you ready to Conan? Yeah. I mean, I don't have a choice. Like I said the other yesterday about the fight with that guy, yeah. I'm not looking for a fight. I don't want to fight. It's no. a hassle. But if you, uh, if you want to yeah. go there, then game on. But you've, you've learned some gun skills. Mm-hmm. You're excellent with both a rifle and a sidearm. Yes. You have taught you to knife fight a little bit. A little bit, yeah. At least I know where to go for it. Yeah, so. you did some marine jujitsu. Yeah. That was also, I don't know how much I remember. Those moves were complicated, so, yeah. but it's, it's it's better than nothing. Yeah, you, I know got, some, you got something. Some things to go for. You can pull a dude's balls off. Yeah, I know. That's, like, horrifying, but no. if you have to, you have to. If it's between that and getting murdered, yeah. Yeah, just, just don't think about it. Like, grab a hold and, and don't think about it. yank like it's a pull starter motor. <laughs> exactly. I hope I never have to do that, but yeah, if, if I have no choice. No, I am a woman. <laughs> no, you're still a man. You just ain't got no balls. Well, this podcast just started off got by weird, women dark. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, since we're already on the weird stuff, okay. do you want to just lay out your theory that you were talking about Spoiler, I've been on the weird stuff my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> my first grade teacher could have told you that. <laughs> that was always, I think, a report that came back to my mom and uh, dad. I don't know how interested my dad was in my reports, but my mom was interested. 
And it was always like, you know, the code words for being weird. Like, he's very creative. He marches to the beat of his own drum, you know. Like, he needs to pay attention more. That's why I love you, though. You're so interesting. And as we said, I think, on another show, but just to remind everyone once again, Robin Williams was kicked out of Juilliard because he didn't fit the mold. Because he was too, you know, hard to manage in that way. But he was a brilliant, creative genius in the, you know comedy sphere so and he called everybody chief and boss and i have a tendency to call everybody chief and boss exactly i love that it's yeah. very i treat endearing. everybody everybody nice. the best exactly that's yeah. how you that's how you do it yep Here and robin williams was a gamer really yeah oh i don't think he I liked know. to play games huh like, yeah, i guess he was a big warhammer collector i mm-hmm. think he did play a little D. Hmm. Um, I think a San Francisco game store one night closed down their entire store so he could come in and bring in. He liked to paint toy soldiers. That was a big thing that he had. Can you imagine? Miniatures is what they're called in the business. Not yeah. Toy soldiers <laughs> was back in, you know, the, eh, the age of the English and my toy soldier collection. Can you imagine how much fun that would have been to play a game of D&D with Robin I can, Williams? I can. I think Whoa, I, I, think I will insane. in heaven. <laughs> I have my I have my fantasy kind of D and D game in heaven, Uh and I'm I'm guessing he's a part of that. That would be amazing. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and it could go as long as you want because you got eternity. You got time to burn. (laughs) But you you were talking about just an interesting theory, total theory. This is just Nick Cole, the writer. This is what he does. Working it out. You know, you just think of stuff, but. You're like, I could see it going this way with the vaxxed versus the unvaxxed and how they might set the one against the other. Right. Walk me through my theory again. I think basically you felt like the government or whoever are going to continue to propagandize the vaccinated people. We were talking about, okay, the dark winter that Joe Biden has alluded to, um, that possibly these new variants could be pretty bad. And we've heard research and we believe that very likely they could potentially maybe be bad for people who have been vaccinated, as we've seen that, um, you know, they're still getting COVID, blah, blah, blah. Um, there is There are some medical people that think it could potentially actually be worse for them. If that happened, um, you felt like... Uh, they will then, the government, whoever, will then blame, even though it's really the vaccines that caused it, they will blame the unvaccinated people as it's their fault, they're the ones that caused it. And we were just saying, this is all just theoretical, but if you convince people that a group of people caused their loved one to die, and it's literally their fault, and you equate them to murderers, um, you basically might have some of them wanting to go out and murder you now. I think it's definitely being set up for something like that. I think that, um, you know, we always go back to Nazi Germany because they did these things so well, this sort of division and strife and societal conquest and engineering. And it's so much of what the left is doing in, in a lot of ways is straight out of the Nazi playbook. And it's not even... Not even disguised. I mean, even the people involved in sort of the World Economic Forum read like a like you know a who's who of Kraut's list. <laughs> you know, it's funny that the Reich is on the move again. And I, I always go back to um, Churchill's quote about the Germanic peoples, which is the Hun. You know, either at your feet or always at your throat. 
and it, it really does like there was a lot of German passivity after World War Two, and a lot of you know, oh, sorry, we almost destroyed the world twice, and that whole genocide thing, and they were they were fairly quiet, but they have come, you know, out with a vengeance on this sort of like we need to order organize the world, and everybody will do these things, and it, it's it's amazing how many of these World Economic Forum leaders you go back to, and and they you know these guys could have been in. Um, these guys could have been Panzer Grenadiers. These guys could have been SS, German High Command. Just by the names, not saying that they are, but a lot of the policies are kind of straight out of it. And one of these things is the creating of two uh, societies. Hey, that's a boat with a hot tub. Yeah. That's crazy. We're down at the marina today in Newport Beach having a cup of keen coffee. And one of these little boats came by. And it's not a big boat. Uh, but it's got a hot tub, and people are kind of going around in the hot tub. So they're living their best life. <laughs> exactly. They got up this morning, and they said, you know what this day needs? You know how my stimmy needs to be spent? Yeah. I need to get a little boat and a hot tub and go around a bigger body of water. <laughs> exactly. That's the only way I'm going to be happy, Shirley. <laughs> All right, Ralph. So Ralph and Shirley trotted their little white pasty butts down to the marina, <laughs> hired that boat. They, they were like, do you think anybody even has this kind of boat and and al's like i believe shirley and shirley's like al you're so wise and so smart and lo and behold they found that boat they paid whatever i'm guessing that boat goes off at 300 dollars an hour yeah yeah i would definitely imagine and they 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 got what 2400 this month in stimmy so they're like like you know if we just have the ramen for the rest of the month and uh and then joe biden's going to give us that tax credit and we have children they were not bringing on the boat with us. So we could do four or five hours in the hot tub. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, live in your best life. Exactly. I can't wait till net- Netflix is a basic human right. <laughs> so anyways, uh, going back to the story. So they're creating these two two systems. And we, we actually saw that today. Um, the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. Started off the day with an excellent interview uh, that we watched with Eric Clapton, of all people. And we're going to post that in the links. And I highly, highly recommend that you watch, I don't even know if he's a Sir Eric Clapton, but damn, he should be, mm-hmm. you know, but really just an honest interview um, about where he's at in life and especially his experience with the vaccine and the Orwellian name. I mean, Eric Clapton doesn't know it, but he's red-pilled. He just can't allow himself as a, as a subject, you know, and that's always the problem with the English. They can never allow themselves to be free and they they love and admire our freedom the english that i have met love and and a lot of foreigners just love and admire sort of america's freedom and then you talk to our own elite and they're like oh you know europe's so much better and you know the americans and walmart and they're so bad and oh i just wish we had the european system and it's weird you go talk to real europeans and real people around the world and they're like man you guys are you guys are the best yeah. You know, and so it's very interesting, but we'll pay, we'll we'll actually talk about that in a moment and get to that. So anyways, um they're creating the system of two classes of citizen, the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. We go in for lunch to this place. Most of the people got have have their mask off. The the girl comes up to us and she's got her mask on and I go, "Let me guess." Everybody here is vaccinated and you're not. And she's like, yeah, it's a choice. And I go, well, I'm with you. 
I agree with that. And I hate the fact that they're doing this to you. And her, her response is, I'm going to go two weeks and then tell them I get vaccinated and I'm not going to be vaccinated and whatever. But again, I think that there will be that internal wonkiness. And I think the plan that the elites have designed, especially Bill Gates, have designed is to allow that level of malfeasance and deception. Then what's going to happen this fall is we're going to get hit by a second pandemic. You can tell in everything that they're saying, listening to the subtext, the masks are coming back, the lockdowns are coming back, there will be another pandemic. They're really selling this Delta variant. You get into the coronavirus stuff, you look at all that kind of stuff, variants are usually weaker, but they're telling you, and they're really fear-porning this. You know, they really want you to be afraid of this. And of course, our society has already demonstrated that you know, uh, we will react to fear. We will, we will give up our rights to have fear. So what I think, and especially if you look at the VAX and VAERS numbers of how bad the vaccine is going off and how it's hurting people and killing people, really causing some serious stuff among children, the, the who came out, um, Dave Chor sent me a, a article today, um, about, uh, uh, how the who has come out and, fired uh, Peter Daszak. And also at the same time, the WHO is now recommending that children don't get the vaccine. Now, you won't hear that from our mainstream media. You won't hear that from clapping monkey Stephen Colbert. You won't hear that from these, like, can I get an amen on how psychotic these people are who dance and make videos saying vaccinate, vaccinate? I mean, like, is there anything more, you know, kick right, kick right, kick right, left, Heil Hitler. <laughs> totally. You know, I mean, this is straight out of a Mel Brooks comedy about the freaking Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. It's Heil cool. me. Heil myself. <laughs> That's good. You're hired. Um, yeah, because we, we just even saw today a video of... It was. It looked like maybe a gay men's chorus. I'm not sure which one, but they were all. Is there wearing... any other kind of chorus? <laughs> well, I mean, like, I don't <laughs> know if it was the L.A. one or some. Maybe there was a. It was a British one. I don't know, but they all had pride shirts on well, and they were all again, men. Again, a British gay sure men's chorus is like saying the same thing three, <laughs> one, three times. Anyway, it was the dumbest vaccine propaganda. I'm giving song you pearls here. <laughs> I am I giving you. I am giving you comedy at the expense of several identity groups. Well, and, and you're just you're just bulldozing through to get to your point those those might be some of our listening friends that you're disparaging which one the british the gay well the british the you choir members have, you might have some some british people i love british people I know. but we all think they're gay well they're not all obviously or they wouldn't be having kids <laughs> oh my goodness no i think it's just harder for us to tell who is and who isn't that's what i would say like because Mm, Let me clarify it this way. So they have more. All the British people that are my friends are not, not gay. gay. Exactly. The so rest of them <laughs> are not gay. Be offended. <laughs> That's true. All right. There you go. And according to them, there shouldn't be anything wrong with that. Right. I should be complimenting them, calling them gay. Exactly. They should say, "Oh my gosh, hey, thank you for calling me gay." I'm actually not a homosexual, but it is the most coveted identifier in society, and I am so glad to be known as gay. Wouldn't that, is that kind of how it's actually supposed to, like in the eighties, if we said, oh, that's gay, that was a disparagement, right. but now it's a compliment. Yeah. If you tell somebody, Hey, you're gay. That they're like, well, gay. thank you. Thank you so much. 
I'm gay. This is true. How did you notice? Well, you're English. Oh, yes, of course. Dead giveaway. <laughs> well, at least they get to sound smarter when they talk. Not saying it's always true, but they do sound But they're sound super dumb. Like I know, but... That's the funny thing about the English. it makes them sound smart. They're smart, but they're actually super dumb. I know, but it's like this great uh, cloaking device, or, you know... It is. Where, like, they get to, they, they seem smart. The Americans smart. have one weakness, and it has always been our weakness. Um, because we pretty much have all a bunch of superpowers. Um... And I'll name a, I won't name a few that I think are really our superpowers because maybe everybody's not on board with that. But of course, our obvious superpower is freedom. Yes. Yeah. And sure. the fact that we don't give, you know, an S about anything. Yeah. And we don't follow our own plans and we run amok. And, you know, that's our, that's our American superpower. I really think, having said all these things, our superpower is God. Yes. You know, that we are, that our rights are God given, that, that this is a nation regardless of what people say, it's still a God nation. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a war on that. might go away. We might reject it. I think a lot of our problems come out of that rejection. Mm -hmm. So anyways, but one of our we our weaknesses, is what I was originally saying, is that Americans are suckers for accents. I know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we will fall for any... Oh, you're Australian? No, that's great. You know, like, <laughs> sure, I'll buy this car at 24% interest rate because the Australian guy has an accent. He sounded really cool. He sounded cool. <laughs> He's like Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> I'm going to go to Outback. That seems to be a good steak because, you know, no rules, just raw Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> you know, Americans are suckers for accents. Yeah, that's true. Um, so anyways... Uh, so anyways, we create these two citizens in society. Um, we have the vaccine. So then the next wave comes out. I think that if the vaccine is already hurting people, the next COVID wave is not going to hurt people who are unvaccinated. It's going to hurt people who are vaccinated. Because we know the media lies, because we know Fauci is a liar, because we know the government lies, because we know our tech media lies, basically everybody lies. What you're going to see is something similar to the beginning of the pandemic. Remember the beginning of the pandemic? Dead bodies in the streets, uh, the Chinese being walled up inside their houses, the theater of people passing out and all these kinds of things. And like, none of that actually happened. We were promised a 4% death rate. We were promised mass casualty situations. We were promised all these things. And we're told that we had to give up our freedoms and our rights, our God-given freedoms and rights. And in the end, those things didn't happen. And we lost our churches and we lost our jobs and we lost our supply chain and we lost our, our duly elected president. All for these things. So the next wave rolls around and it's it's it starts killing people. What the and I think the the real reason that it will kill people is it will kill the vaccinated who are rife with spike pro proteins in every organ and supposedly now you're going to say something. Well, I would just like to interject here if you don't mind. I don't. I mind. try not to do that too much, but if you are someone who's vaccinated, first off, we're not trying to scare you. That's for sure. Um, but I would say we have heard research. If you already are. Don't get the booster. Like, you Don't will still booster. be better off if you yeah. stop at this point. Don't get the booster. That will probably help. But I, I would just say don't take I our word for it, but look up the research in regards to that. And um, I do think there are going to be some detoxification regimens. Go over to the Miracola site and look at those. But I do think that there will be some, if you have had the vaccine, I think that there will be some detoxification regimens that you could 
take to kind of maybe try to clear the the vaccine from your system. At the same time, I don't want to scare you or anything like that, but I don't think it was a good idea to get the vaccine. And I'm sorry if you had to do it. I think a lot of people had to do it or whatever, but I'm just not seeing the evidence that it was a good idea. Mm -hmm. Um, But having said that, you know, things can turn around and we don't know everything on this side. We have fears, we have suspicions about what down the road looks like. So anyways, going back to the scenario that I think could happen, we have the two classes of citizens. They're allowing us unvaccinated unclean dogs to run rabid in the street infecting everybody and the second wave hits and there are some casualties and of course the media will fear monger that and make us all afraid but what they're going to do is instead of saying the vaccine is actually what's killing people they're going to say the unvaccinated are what's killing people and i think that they have figured out that the hardcore right And it may not even be the hardcore right. And I don't think it is. I think there are, like, you know, you look at Rob Schneider, the Saturday Night Live guy, and I think he would consider himself classically liberal. And he is an anti-vaxxer. I think, you know, listening to the Eric Clapton interview, uh, he was aghast that anyone would equate him with Trump. Um, So there are a lot of people that are more interested in freedom So I don't think we should look at this as a left-right lens issue for what the establishment is trying to do, trying to accomplish. What they're trying to do is select for success. And what they want to do is they want to get rid of the freedom thinkers. Whether you're classically liberal or whether you're conservative or libertarian, and the vaccine was a great way to do that. If you didn't get it, that's not somebody they want in the society going forward. So they're going to pin the next wave of death on the un, on, on the unvaccinated and then basically through violence and disease by continuing to stall the economy and that's going to cause some problems and um, and uh, an economic hardship they're going to basically cause the public to go to war on the unvaccinated and, and I do think that you will see violence. And I do think that you will see a move toward um, the, the hardcore. Like, I think I think in a lot of, like, I think with the, the reflect to travel, which I don't know why people are so crazy about it, they've locked down the vaccine passport there. Now what they need to do is get that vaccine passport onto Main Street. And the way that they're going to do that, because the, it's not about the vaccine passport. It's about tracking and identity. That's what it's about. It's about knowing your every movement. It's about beginning to digitalize you as a person. So what they're going to do is, and I do foresee some sort of purge style, you know, out of control. Maybe that's why they need martial law and they can't do the elections. Because so many of the vaccinated are screaming into the cameras, you killed Gam Gam. You killed my best friend Todd. You know, all these kind of things. And and going back to that punch a Nazi in the face, but, you know, basically looking at us as vermin and deciding that the only way society can go forward without these mass casualty events and disease is to get rid of the unvaccinated. Well, the unvaccinated are predominantly the freedom-minded. They're the people that, if you're interested in being a utopianist, these are the people that you don't want in your society. You want the blind obedience. You want 
the people who aren't going to question the booster shot, who aren't going to question the passport, who aren't going to question, here, get a mark so that we can, you know, track you wherever you go and those kind of things. These are the people that are going to take the stimulus because it's the right thing to do. These are the people that are going to take the money from the government and let the government raise and teach their kids because the government told you to do it and everybody's doing it. Instead of the freedom people who say, no, my kids are my responsibility. I'm going to pay for them. I'm going to work for them. I'm going to raise them, you know, and, and, and I'm going to do those things. Or the, the people who have companies or employment who said, I'm not going to take stimulus. I'm going to keep the economy alive and work and do the right thing. And, and I, I, I think, I think six months ago, I would have said that was most of us. And I'm beginning to believe we're in a minority of people who, who still feel that sort of integrity about paying your way as you go and paying for your things and not realizing that if everything comes with a price and if the government, like it's going to do on July 15th, begins to give you money for your children, well, there's going to be a price with that. Well, yeah. for one, even uh, historically, I believe, with the welfare system, when there was like a perk for having kids, some people will now have more, more kids, kids on purpose yeah. just for that perk, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. That's how some people... So I don't know that that's going to happen, but I do think we're beginning to see the, the, the you know, why create these two classes of people why continue to double down on the vaccine when it clearly is harming people why censor that information on facebook why not just let people say hey had the vaccine it was a little rough i made it i'm alive you know i had aunt sheila didn't make it you know she she didn't do so hot no they want all that shut down and and a lot of the times i do i do think if there's going to be any revival it's going to have to start at the root cause as in a revival of freedom and independence and thought and the ability to question. And I do think Tiffany Dover beat the drum. Nick Cole tells you everything. She died. It was hidden. They went to social media. They used corporations. They used her employment to cover it up. I think if she had died on camera right there, which I've come to believe in talking with other people that she did, um, that a hundred million people and rising today would not have gotten that vaccine. They would have said, whoa, whoa, wait, pretty young girl gets vaccine and dies on camera mm -hmm. pass. And that is happening right now. There's a 13 year old boy who just got the second booster shot died within three days. These are not isolated incidents. These are just the ones that are managing to make it through the triple a flack mm -hmm. of, of social media shooting everything down. But apparently the numbers are much higher and they're even higher in Europe than the United States. Yeah. So, so why, like, if you want to make society a better place, why not allow the discussion? And the fact that they're not allowing the discussion tells you everything. That it's not about the vaccine. It is about power. And why? And and when I when I think along those lines, what it leads me to is, yes, we are probably headed towards some kind of purge, that has nothing to do with right and left. It has to do with establishment versus non-establishment. And even, I think, a lot of the non-establishment, which Antifa and BLM don't really realize their establishment now because they are serving the establishment to create division. But if they're, they're so weaponized for hate now that when they, when they are given the sort of 
righteous crusade by Pope Fauci to go forth and cleanse the world of unvaccinated. That's when I would say um, it's it's going to get serious. You're you're probably going to have to go Conan. And honestly, I don't know how you do that in the modern world. I don't know. There there is no border to run to. There's I don't know. You know it's it, you might just be better off just getting the vaccine. I'm not. <laughs> I like. I'm convinced it would kill me. Like I, I'm convinced. I have enough odd health things in my life that, like, I am convinced I would. So let me ask you I this question: it. You're convinced the vaccine would kill you? Yes. Okay. But if you don't get the vaccine, they're going to kill you. Well, there's. If you're talking just would you mobs well, uh, uh, roaming around? There's yeah. the possibility that you could defend yourself theoretically. Sure. So so now that moves us to the next statement. Are you willing to kill to not have the vaccine? Yeah, if a murderous mob is trying sure. to kill us, of course, yeah. that's self-defense. But what happens when the state says the mob's okay? Like, and, and that seems crazy, except yesterday in New York, everybody who was convicted of looting got set free this and exonerated. True. So they did leave. I mean, these are insane things, but I'm just saying, like, if they move towards this purge-style system... And it's open season on the unvaccinated. And we have seen law enforcement casually standing by in these situations. You probably are going to have to kill people to defend yourself. I mean, I think you and I have also discussed if it got to that level, we would, we'll leave the country if we have to. Now, there aren't, if you a, can. There aren't a ton of places you can yeah. go these days, yeah. but I, there's probably somewhere. Maybe, um, I mean, I don't think we would normally jump to... South American countries, because I think there's like a danger element there too. But some of them, with their new Bitcoin policies and stuff, like sure. uh, seem maybe a little more freedom-minded. Like maybe I don't know. There's probably somewhere you could go. Not everybody has that option. I know. And not everybody is sort of light infantry like you and I are. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're if you're a member of a community and you have a job and you have a tribe. Yeah. And that's most people. Yeah. So then we move over to Eric Clapton, which was a really interesting interview. And what you take away, and like I said, we'll post that in the comments. What you take away from Eric Clapton's interview is that he said, you know, like, I've been around long enough to develop a bullshit meter. And he said, I really did feel that about Brexit and the things that were going on there and the people that were in charge. He said it was really sketchy in the voting and things like that. And then... He began to get concerned about the vaccine, um, but because he's a performer and because he needs to travel to do it, he got the first one, got really sick, then got the second one and got sick as a dog and ended up, and this is a theory that I have about the vaccine, I think that whatever condition you may have in the future genetically, like you may not know that you have like Crohn's disease or you may not know that you have like something late stage like lymphoma or Guillain-Barr syndrome or something like that. Um, I think that the vaccine is going to reveal that. It's going to, because of the inflammation and the spike proteins, it's going to bring about... Now, if you already have those things, like Eric Clapton had uh, neuropathy, um, what he said happened on after that, and he, he said, you know, my neuropathy is a slow progression. I figured it would begin to affect me in my 80s. He's, I'm in my 70s now. He's like, it doesn't really bother me. But he said instantly upon taking the second shot, the neuropathy went through the roof. He couldn't feel his hands. Um, he couldn't work on projects. 
And even now, even though he can feel and everything like that, he cannot touch anything cold because then his hands will burn for the rest of the day. Cold or hot. Cold so or hot. So he has to wear gloves that. all the time. Now, like, these are concerns about the vaccine, but it was very interesting because he comes from an English perspective. And he, he's not, even though he's a rock and roll guy, he he doesn't question authority. And he's more interested in sort of like his place in society and not rocking the boat and you know all these things that the English have been sort of brainwashed into with their class system and their elites and their betters and all these kind of corrupt terms that they've come up with and you know like he said you know it was it was, it was stunning to hear you know one of the most famous guitarists in the world and probably one of the best um, talk about how he couldn't talk to anybody about his concerns about the vaccine, even his own family, because everybody is in such a bubble think group state mindset uh, about it. And so he was saying eventually he found this telegraph tra- channel, like, and he was like, I was just so thankful to be able to talk to people who had the same concerns and get support. He was like, I was lonely. And that's so weird. You think like, Eric Clapton, why would you be lonely? You know, you just pick up the guitar and play for strangers and they'd be your best friends. Um, But that's what this has done. And I guess in Europe they have this thing called COVID anxiety. And it's like, it really is. And he, he said he had it, you know, where he's afraid all the time now. And so what was the name of that telegraph group that might be worth joining? Telegram. Yeah. Group. Um, So on Telegram, it's Robin... R-O-B-I-N. It's a, it's a guy. Last name Monati, M-O-N-O-T-T-I, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And so Eric Clapton kind of got plugged into that network and has been speaking out about it. And he said then that was the interesting thing because I guess him and Van Morrison kind of cut an album kind of taking a stand against the lockdowns and things like that. And he said, you know, my phone has doesn't ring anymore from people I know in the industry because I took this stand and the guy asked him, he said, well, why do you think that is? And he says, because they're afraid of reprisals. Everybody realizes, I think, I think people are beginning to realize that we do have some sort of one world government going on now. And I think that people are beginning to realize, and I think I was slow on the uptake about this, but, and I, and I'm just to me, to kind of whether that's Irish or Texan or Oki or you know whatever it is Southern California I'm just I'm too stupid to bow down to the the group think you know to to be afraid of reprisals I think you should be I, I there's times there's times at night I, I'm concerned about it like where I think you know like the things that I say here on this channel or the stands that I make like I could I could precariously lose it all. I'm fine with losing it all. God will take care of us. Um, but I, I do, we do, we are beginning to see that there, they're not, there, there isn't just a one world government that clearly has an agenda with this vaccine, which we were discussing at lunch is still very mysterious. What does the vaccine actually accomplish for them? Because it's such negative PR and it does seem to be hurting people, but they're doubling and tripling and super downing on it. And they're already planning that you're going to need these booster shots. Some guy just got the third shot. Um, and he said he's not doing and he's, well. Yeah, he said it was worse than the other two. But what 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 is the end result of these shots? What are, what are they doing with it? Is it psychological? Is it is it you go down into the sort of conspiracy stuff about tracking and 
being able to turn you off or, you know, a lot of the other theories, but there is something to this shot and why they're so invested in it. And there is a sense out there in the world, even by powerful people, even by famous people, that if you don't get in line, there's going to be reprisals. And sometimes the people who are the most successful and have the most influence, they're the ones with the most to lose. So they're the ones that actually aren't as brave or as tough as you think you are. I mean, watching Eric Clapton, great guy, he is now being brave and speaking out about it and realizing there are consequences. But he he was clearly frightened. He was clearly, you know, like concerned that, you know, um, his that, that he is going to suffer because of this. But that's okay. You know, if you do the right thing, it's okay. But it's weird to live in a world where we've lost the ability to converse and reason and dissent. And now there are people at tech companies who will try to ruin your life. There are people around you. There are people that you know. That's the hardest thing to believe. And there are people even in your family that they would gladly ruin you because they're, they've been taught by the media and by our politicians to see you as a threat. That couple that was shot, that we talked about yesterday in Chicago, dragged from their car because they had a Puerto Rican flag, not a Confederate flag. And some, you know, DNC fundraiser says, that's acceptable to kill those people. No problem. That that's that's a mindset you know that's making make, that's making the case that if you don't get this vaccine, you're probably going to be on the re- the receiving end of some very physical violence. I, I I I think that there are things that could abate that. I think that, like I said, I think the Tiffany Dover story could flip the whole thread. I think that if people were allowed to actually have information about what the vaccine is actually doing to people, then it's not hurting everybody. Might even be helping some people. I don't know. My my suspicions are it isn't. Um, but the level of death and mayhem that it is already causing, like, I don't know if you've seen that graph. It's a legitimate graph, but it's insane about the amount of death this vaccine has caused compared to other vaccines. That should be the alarm. As the other guy said, the alarm is that there is no alarm. So we're headed towards some wild times, the impending bubble. Um, I think the audits of the elections are going to cause some problems. I think we've got some geopolitical problems. Uh, I think we're ripe for some very dark and dangerous times. Yeah. It's scary. Um, I think the final thing... Uh, just along those same lines that you had like a little bit more to your theory, which was, um, well, that theory is just over lunch. I may have had, I may have had hypoglycemia, so I don't know. (laughs) I just thought it was interesting and that other people might find it interesting. You don't have to buy off on it. My blood sugar was low. I was just babbling. Okay. (laughs) No, go ahead. Um, you know, like with our Christian beliefs, yeah. um, show the mark. Yeah. 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 So explain that. You're better at Go. explaining than me. Go. I'll try, but it's still Go, good blood sugar you. monkey. <laughs> well, I just said, you know, like, ultimately what will happen, you know, because we as Christians believe that there will be a moment. Um, and it probably won't be for Christians. Christians will be out of the scene. But there will be a moment when the world is basically offered the choice to to take a mark. Uh, 
people have talked about that before. And, and, and some people thought the vaccine might be the mark. And a lot of people said, no, it isn't, because I think it's more of a willful choice um, to reject the things of God. How do you do that? And I think what I think, you know, vaccinated versus unvaccinated is going to be a step towards that mark. And and one of the big things about the mark, I think, is is just, you know, the game that our server was playing today. I'm going to wait two weeks and then tell them I'm vaccinated. Fine. The manager doesn't care. You know, they just want everybody that most of the most like and that's something we've got to remember. Most of the people being made to enforce these policies could care less. They just want to get their paycheck. And this is these are requirements being made from on high by people who don't have to cut fruit, people who don't have to load on a, on a warehouse dock, people who don't have to sit at a keyboard. These are the elites who don't do work making deciding how work shall be done. And they have decided that this vaccine will be enforced. And so they're uh, causing, you know, the mid-level managers to become the enforcers and things like that. So I think that when they're able to make the case that um, w- that we have, that we unwashed, have caused the second more deadlier wave, then, you know, then they'll, then they'll lock down and say, hey, you've, you've really got to have a vaccine passport. Then you'll have some people being randomly killed mistakenly because someone didn't think they had the vaccine. You know, like you'll have that incident. And they did have the vaccine. And the, but someone just thought that they didn't, so they shot him. You know, you can see that thing. And so what they'll do is they'll move to this. You know what? Everybody really needs to wear an identifying thing so that we know that you're not a plague victim. Ring the bell. Mm-hmm. You know, scream out plague. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. So and and obviously we unvaccinated can't be trusted. So you know, I could definitely see Apple or somebody getting in there and just offering this wonderful, beautiful new smart device mark you know, that's implemented in there. And, and, and I think, you know, could that be the mark? I don't know. I think it's leading towards the mark. I think really what the mark ultimately has to be is it has to be a rejection of God. And you have to know that you're doing it. It has to be a rejection of your humanity. And it has to be a rejection of the thing that God has given you, which is free will and free choice. And then interestingly, a lot of people don't know this because they don't actually read the Bible. In the book of Genesis, uh, when Adam is first on the scene, did you know that God gives him a job? Like the first thing that man had to do was he had a job. And that job was Adam named stuff. It says God brought every animal to Adam and, and, and allowed Adam to choose what its name was. And so, <clears throat> so mankind, the gift from God is the gift of work. The, the ability to work and have a purpose. And what we're seeing from the government now with the STEMI, with the child credit, is government wants to be our God. And it wants to prevent us from working for our livelihood. <clears throat> My voice got all dry. I know. <laughs> you can take over. Sure. Um, so. <laughs> so we have this ability to, uh, to work. And it's weird, the government's war on work. You would think right now, like, everybody, it should be all hands on deck. 
Everybody should be working. We should be trying to save this economy. We've got the Chinese at our throats. We've got the Russians at our throats. We've got Germany on the rise in Europe. You know, uh, the supply chain is damaged. And everybody's like, I need to live my best vacay in a hot tub on a boat, you know, moment and spend, like, we have friends right now that are in Greece that spent the entire lockdown in LA, you know, just, you know, basically saving all their stimmy money. They got, they got the vaccine vaccination and they're immediately off to blow their winnings in Greece. You know, like it's not an all hands on deck situation. This is not, let's save the country. This is not world war two. Everybody's and we weren't, we told like that this somehow this, this pandemic was equated to world war two. Hmm. Well, in world war two, the women were out riveting airplanes in World War II, everybody was out growing a victory garden and, you know, women were painting, you know, lines of nylon hose onto their legs so that paratroopers could have silk, you know, for their parachutes. Like, it was an entire national effort to defeat the enemy. And apparently the national effort now, you know, uh, is going on a hot tub boat and going to Greece and not working. That doesn't seem like much of a national effort. That that seems like a, you know, as as strange and as funny as this is to believe, that seems like prison. Yeah. You know, get your get your meal, stay in your cage, eat the bugs, you know, and we'll let you go out in the yard for for one week a year. And the yard is Greece, and it's weird, the amount of people that we personally know that have gotten the vaccine, and always they say, oh, because I wanted to travel, mm-hmm. and I'm like, but you live in Southern California. Yeah, I it's know. beautiful here. Exactly. We have everything that you could possibly want. Yeah. Yeah, but I gotta go over here, and you're like, all right. So you're gonna take a life-changing science experiment, so you can get on a crap plane with a bunch of crap people to go stay in a room where someone else is crapped. You know, and that's your that's that's why you got the science experiment. Yeah. That's okay. not enough of a reason for me. And then all the people that got the AstraZeneca one, like mainly in England and Ireland and wherever. Now they're being told, oh, uh, there's a big danger of blood clots, so you can't go on an airplane now. So those poor people <laughs> that got it for that reason, now they can't even travel. Yeah. it's it's it, and, and it's funny, they keep pushing it. Yeah. Keep pushing it. Well, I think we've had a good conversation, and it was a delight to talk to everybody on this Tuesday afternoon down at the sparkling golden aquamarine silver waters of Newport Beach. It's beautiful looking at all the boats. Yeah. Which one we're going to steal when the purge starts. <laughs> That's kind of our plan. We're going to steal a boat. Can we find, Can we make sure it's it's like a not a good person's boat? They're all Like evil. a Google executive's no. boat or something? No. We could, but, you know, the main thing is if you're going to Conan, that doesn't matter. It's If it's get out of Dodge time, you've, you've just got to take the boat and go. Because everybody on the land is trying to kill you. Yeah. I hope it doesn't come to that. I hope that's just writer's paranoid fantasies. But sometimes when you look at the horizon and you see the clouds, you might want to bring an umbrella. And that's the podcast.